0: And for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn.
1: Hey, good morning, Simi. And just what we always wanted here in British Columbia to be the center of national attention.
0: I know, we really are, aren't we? And it was a topic in the legislature again yesterday.
1: Yeah, so we got a couple of things obviously happening nationally and they and they both are of course very relevant to British Columbia. And the first one, obviously, is the the residential school in Kamloops and what it's opened up and what we're going to do about it. And the other one is um, this uh, UNDRIP legislation, which is in the Canadian Senate. It's uh, on the verge of passing. I think the shock and outrage, uh, public reaction over the Kamloops residential school thing, makes it likely that uh, Parliament is going to pass that uh, legislation, committing the whole country to incorporating the UN principles uh, on the rights of indigenous people, so all going ahead, but yeah, it um, comes back to BC for a couple of reasons, uh, one of which was very much on display in the legislature yesterday, so Premier John Horgan asked, uh, what are you going to do about uh, what happened uh, in Kamloops, what we now know, uh, we knew of course that uh, we didn't have the number before, we didn't have that there were 215 remains there or evidence of that, so the Premier's reaction was interesting. He said, He was asked, Why don't you just convene the Legislature's Committee on Aboriginal Affairs and, and do something about this? Uh-huh. And he said, You know, um, the time may come when that's a good idea, but right now, he said, I'm talking to Indigenous leaders, and the first thing they're saying is wait. Uh, it's a time for grieving. And uh, the Premier said, We stand ready to do something he said he talked to the prime minister yesterday and we now know what the prime minister is thinking but uh, the first thing he said was you know we are in this new era and uh, we're in the undrip era and one of the first things that uh, one of the first principles we have to respect there is the need to consult first nations before we say what we're going to do on their land and uh, you know i When the UNGRIP legislation, Simi, went through at the end of 2019, it passed the House unanimously. We reported on it It as one of the longest debates in in Mm -hmm. modern times in B.C. legislatures, so it was well debated. I don't think we fully grasped what it meant, that the first thing it actually meant was we're going to do things differently in the future. And we've seen that on this request. What are you going to do about residential schools? We saw it yesterday as well uh, when the issue of um, old growth came up. So the Green leader, Sonia Versteno, reminded the New Democrats again that they committed to incorporate the recommendations of the expert panel on protecting old growth. And why haven't they done that? There are 14 recommendations. Why haven't you done that? Forest Minister Katrina Conroy says, um... The first recommendation of that commission was consult indigenous peoples, mindful of UNDRIP. The first thing you have to do is get them involved in the decision. And Conroy said to the Greens, you voted for this legislation, this UNDRIP legislation. You voted for it. So remember, the first thing we have to do on old growth is involve First Nations.
0: What was the response to that, though? Uh, you know,
1: the Greens and the environmental protesters, I don't think, have fully recognized exactly. It yet. You know, it, it's, look, we're all, I think, learning what it really means. And I guess that's what I would say to the whole country as the country prepares to embark on the same path. BC's legislation is actually based on legislation that was introduced In the federal parliament before the last federal election but didn't pass bc took that bill it tweaked it a bit changed a few things put it through in 2019 and now that the federal government's come along and is putting through again a variation on the legislation they're kind of following us even though they led the way initially so you know there's there's definitely a feedback loop here but You know, I think in fairness to everyone, I think there is a slow recognition that UNDRIP, and we talked about this yesterday, Simi, I know you talked to uh, Katrina Conroy yourself about it yesterday. UNDRIP has changed the world here in British Columbia, and we're just starting to see what that means going forward.
0: I am so fascinated by this, Vaughn, because even for the fact that it could change that exchange in the legislature yesterday, because yeah. you're right, the automatic political thing would be to say, well, what are you going to do about you're it? The, you're,
1: the, you're the premier, snap your fingers, do right. it, right? And and look, that's how we've been governed in British Columbia since we became a province in, in 1871. It's been, the government decides stuff, and, and you know how powerful the premier's office is. I mean, yeah, we've had policies made by premiers. We've had premiers snap their fingers and say, this is what we're going to do. And we're now in an era where a premier, you know, who's a pretty powerful, strong-minded guy, is standing up and saying, hang on. We all together enacted a change of legislation here in British Columbia, which is far-reaching and forward-thinking. Um and we now have to do stuff differently. That's what we said we were going to do. And it, it's interesting legislation because what the UNRIP legislation really says is going forward, when British Columbia makes policy, passes legislation, does regulations, it will respect the Commitment to, first of all, consult Indigenous people with what's going to be done on their land with their resources. So, obviously, this matters a great deal when you're talking about old growth forests or residential schools. It doesn't mean that everything changes, but it means that the big stuff changes.
0: It changes politics, though, right? Because you're yeah. right, when it comes to the residential school issue, it would demand some kind of response from the government, and obviously opposition parties would be saying, what are you going to do about it? And they're saying, we're, we're going to wait until we're asked to do something about it, and that just seems so different from what it we're It is very to.
1: different, and the Premier said, look, he's talked to First Nations leaders, and he's talked to the chief there in Kamloops, and they're grateful that the province stands ready. He's talked to the Prime Minister. But they've all said, uh, this, look, it's not surprising to First Nations people. It's not unthinkable. But it is, as that very good report that you just ran from Global TV says, it's still shocking and wrenching for those people and they're saying um we're not quite ready yet to talk about what needs to be done i mean i think we will and the federal government's already put the money on the table 27 million dollars i think we will have these forensic surveys of all there's 18 identified here in British Columbia of all the sites of all 18 residential schools here right across the country. Uh, they'll use ground penetrating radar. That's only the first step. There will then be forensic examination. There may be, well be uh, excavations. There may well be DNA testing done to link the remains to the families in the region. But, you know, uh, we're, there's no rush to, to, to act here because the first thing that the government is now waiting for is for First Nations to say, here's what we want.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. Vaughn, thank you.
1: Thanks, Simi. Bye-bye.
0: Fascinating uh, s- a position we find ourselves in right now. That is Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. And yes, we are waiting to hear what the provincial government will do to support the survivors of residential schools and the relatives and what they want to see happen moving forward.